all the traditional ways of work relations may not exist in the future. So we will need to reinvent ourselves. And, you know, if there is a place that is all about innovation, this place is GE. This is the Brilliance Leadership Learning Podcast, sharing thought-provoking content and discussions to enhance your leadership development journey. Be sure to subscribe to get notified of new episodes. Here are your hosts from the digital learning team at Crotonville, GE's Global Learning Institute. Welcome everyone to another episode of Brilliance Leadership Learning. Today I have our third LIR, our leader in residence at Crotonville for the year, Ana Lucia Caltabiano. Ana is the senior HRM for Latin America here at GE, so welcome Ana. Thank you so much, Chantel. Pleasure to be here. Now, tell us a little bit more about what your role is at GE. All right. So I am sitting in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and I oversee the HR function for the region. So regardless of uh, where we sit in Latin America, we work very collaboratively in HRBPs, EHRMs, COEs. We are part of making the HR function in Latin America success. And uh, my my job is to orchestrate that. We are almost 30,000 employees now with the arrival of uh, Baker Hughes, mm. a G company. Yeah. So big region. Yeah, absolutely. And so discuss, um, you've been really great. Uh, we always ask all of our leaders and residents at Crotonville to do some blogging and things like that. So before we go into your thoughts on that process, Give me a little bit of your reflections in general on leadership at GE. Um, it's been uh, so interesting to be back to Crotonville because, you know, sometimes when we are in the middle of uh, the whole year and everything that goes on, we forget how much this company invests in leadership and how blessed we are in uh, having an opportunity to work with uh, so many great people. So uh, the opportunity to be here and also to share my experience with my colleagues was uh, unique. And what I see, when I see uh, our uh, oil and gas teams asking their questions, very valid, there is so much change. What should I expect? How should I react? And importantly, I've heard so many people saying, how should I calm down my teams? How should I focus my teams? I mean, I saw the value in everything and the glue in everything that we do from a leadership perspective and from a development perspective. But, uh, you know, specifically answering your questions, um, Baker Hughes is a great opportunity for us. Uh, it's just started. So the first, uh, you know, bell ringing in the mm -hmm. stock market was last week. And I, I really look forward to seeing all the learnings we will have from our colleagues uh, from Bakers who are joining the, the G family. Yeah. Well, and so speaking of learnings, again, going back to the fact that we always ask our LIRs to share some of their thoughts through our, through our uh, blog here at GE. You've been writing a lot about your reflections and what you've been learning. And so just tell me what has that process been like? And as you've been meeting with different groups on campus and having lunches and coaching sessions, what has that been like for you? Um, it's uh, something I started to do, actually, on my first leadership exploration. Yeah. I went to Normandy. And the experience was so intense for me that I felt the need to write. 
I had to put my thoughts in order and eventually, you know, help me out with my own emotions and reflections, right? So I don't blog. I, I have no blogs, but I, I, I shared the Normandy experience with my team and they said, you know, whenever you have an experience like that, please, you know, share with us. Yeah. And then I came in, I didn't have an intention, but it happened again. It was such a deep experience that I felt like I need to write it down every day. I need to put my ideas in order and I need to to make, a, you know, the best out of it by by thinking. So some some takeaways after talking to so many people, I was here. I had opportunity to spend time with four different classes and I, I lost count of how many people I had one to ones <laughs> or round tables. But um you know, the company had changed a lot. So the company is, you know, it is, it feels like a very contemporary campus. Uh, people coming from so, uh, the, the, the backgrounds are very diverse. The average aging company has really reduced. Yeah. So we have a lot of newcomers coming and bringing their own experiences. And the fundamental questions are the same. How do I succeed in my career? Mm-hmm. How can I cope with uh, so many changing moments and messages? How can I help my teams to be successful? So around these three uh, different topics, I can go, uh, we can, of course, feel the environment of uh, an ever-changing moment. We are in a, you know, historical moment with a new CEO. Mm -hmm. And um, this to me was the first aha, to tell you the truth, Chantel, because you know, we are talking about change and what to do expect, but uh, we we should also take one step back and say, hey, we need to really feel proud. This is a company that walked the talk in terms of leadership. And once again, we were able to, from our pipeline, promote someone from within and uh, have an internal process that is so robust and so recognized by the market. So my question in the back of my mind was like, People are talking about the change with uh, between, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jeff and John Flannery. But what if it were an external to GE person? Mm. Then it would really be something. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so oh, different. Wow. But uh, what we are seeing here is someone who will honor the legacy, who will honor the company, someone who has built his entire career into this company. So we had several conversations about it, and I think one. Uh, um, aha for me is how to help people think more about not about what he's going to do next month or what it will be or what will be the short term actions. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is the legacy in the honor for someone who has built an entire career in this great company to lead it through the continuation of it's and build a legacy, right? So, so this was uh, a first reflection, and actually felt very proud in the function, in the HR function, to see, um, to see us walking the talk. We talk so much about leadership and pipeline building, and uh, you know, maybe today or yesterday, I was talking to a class, and the next John Flannery might be sitting there. Yeah. So it's really exciting. So it was interesting that you mentioned your uh, teams in the past had had asked you to do more of that reflection and sharing that with them, uh, even though maybe initially it wasn't something you had thought of. So I guess what would you say uh, to other leadership in the company um, about 
about how that kind of grows, I guess, trust maybe, and how it helps with communicating in your team and, and maybe also just helping ease any fears, whether it's with a bigger change like this or anything else that's going on. Do you think that that's something that maybe you've started to do more because you received that feedback? I absolutely started to do that again, <laughs> sharing mm-hmm. because of the feedback. And uh, the the recommendation I have uh, for my colleagues or the suggestion is like right now, in the, nowadays, we cannot afford to not be well-wired and connected mm-hmm. as leaders. So the you may have a preference because you were grown using that mechanisms for communications. But right now, I mean, the mechanisms are so plenty that you need to try different things. We need to push ourselves into something that maybe we've never done before. It is um, a nice way to connect because I... I like to read the blog. So whenever I read some of them, it makes me feel I know that person a little bit mm-hmm. further. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an opportunity for me also to allow my team to know me a little bit further through my reflections yeah. and eventually to ask questions. Because what I would in the past usually do, I would come back, I would uh, call my team and say, let me share with you my experience. And I would tell them. But uh, then the content is what I am telling and the time for questions is so limited. When I write down, no matter in which way, through Brilliant You, through a blog, mm-hmm. I I throw it all for them and they can reflect and ask me the questions about the parts that were interesting for them. So it's a different way. It is a different way. And I think uh, in these days... We cannot afford saying, well, I don't like it or I'm not in social media. I'm not in this or in the other. We need mm-hmm. to be where we have to be in order to reach the, the people. So that's what I'm doing, trying different stuff. Yeah. Well, and I noticed, too, that even in the first couple of blogs that you've written for us, some folks have commented with questions. And then in your next blog, you've you've addressed that. Uh, or I guess maybe I shouldn't call it a blog, but your next uh, you know diary entry that you submitted through our blog, you, adri- mm-hmm. you, you addressed them and said, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking about this and let them know that you heard them. And I thought that was really great because not only is it these things exist and you need to be in the space, but it, I think, helps extend the, the reach and the impact that you can have that you might not otherwise be able to have. Absolutely. Let's shift a little bit to, so what is something else, maybe a personal experience, and this could be either at work or in your personal life that has contributed to your growth as a leader? Uh, I talked a lot uh, about several experiences um, during these days here. Uh, People sometimes uh, ask me to share about failure and how difficult it is to learn from failure. So uh, I would say that uh, an experience associated with that was in a previous job, and I I am a taskmaster. I am totally, I mean, my self-consider, maybe for life, (laughs) is that I need to be a little bit less of a taskmaster Uh and a little bit more rounded in something. So this is something I continuously work, and I, I always hold myself accountable for improving, and I tell my team openly, please don't allow me to walk (laughs) back, right? So in in this job, I was uh, responsible for a major workforce planning that would include the execution of the actions, and it had um, a lot of restructuring as well. Mm -hmm. And um, 
in my task mastermind, I did uh, all right, right? I trained mm -hmm. HR managers, I trained the leaders, talking points, frequently asked questions, legal reviews, everything that uh, you should do when you are conducting something that will be associated with a layoff, right? Mm -hmm. And then in, in a lot of training, a lot of coaching to the individuals who would notify the employees so people knew what to say. And um, I thought I was doing actually a great job. And then one day I was in a, in a site and someone stopped me and said, hey, Anna, how are you? And I look at his face and I felt, uh, you know, a face <laughs> that wasn't very friendly. And I said, I'm fine. And you, you know, how's it going? And he was like, it was going well until I saw you. I was oh. like, oh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, because we know that uh, if you are here, thing, bad things happen. Oh. When you are here, bad things happen. Wow. And this was so profound for me and so deep because I am an HR professional by heart. I like to be close to people. I like to take care of people. I like to develop people. So it really hit me hard. And it really made me realize that sometimes we think we are doing a good job mm -hmm. and we may be not looking into all angles or not uh, ways. And I, I thought about giving up. Um, then I, you know, said, no, 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 no. I won't give up. I will learn from this experience. I will do better. I will learn how to do in a way that includes more others mm -hmm, who are, mm -hmm. you know, observing the environment and making their own conclusions. Right. And so this was my, I mean, a professional example, but I thought it was a bit uh, personal too, uh, sure, of uh, sure. something that it was a failure at the beginning. And then, I mean, it was a, a very good learning for me as a professional and going forward in my career. No, I agree. I think that's, uh, that is very impactful. And I think that leads to the question of, do you think with our shift as a company to a digital industrial focus, do you think that HR has to shift a little bit of the way that they um, execute in the company and the way that they work cross-functionally? Yes, yes. I think digital is something that is actually fantastic. Mm -hmm. I am um, not only excited, but also I am an enthusiast of it. Mm -hmm. And I think HR has already started. And we do have a, a great way to go because, you know, all the traditional ways of work relations may not exist in the future. So we will need to reinvent ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if there is a place that is all about innovation, this place is GE. So, um, you know, we are, of course, doing a lot. If you were a new hire in the company, you may have had a very different experience that I had when I was hired eight years ago, because right now we do a lot of the paperwork, even through WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. The candidates can take a picture of their documents and send to us. So there is a lot in the HR operations space, uh, but it's, there is also a lot in our day-to-day. -day. Of course, PD is another example of being digital. Mm -hmm. And uh, we keep on challenging ourselves on what are the new things that we can do. And to me, one of the great things we uh, have uh, is FastWorks mm -hmm. and the FastWorks mentality. Let's listen to the customer. Let's develop with them. It will be a little bit messy at the beginning, but, you know, we will improve and we will keep on doing. And this was not the traditional HR of the past. And FastWorks was kind of a liberation for us because now we can do that. So 
actually this morning I was in our global staff meeting and we were talking about, um, you know, a new idea that we could pilot with the renewable energy business. And um, I was telling the team, I said, hey, I am sure there will be so many questions around the labor, around how can I do that? How can I answer the other? We won't have answers, Mm -hmm. but let's try. Let's go ahead and take a look into that. It will be a little bit messy, but something good can come out of that. So to me, the digital uh, world brings a lot to the HR function. We have a lot in so many areas that we can contribute. And with that, we become more contemporary as well as, as, well as a function. So I am all in. Great. Yeah. And has, has there been anything that has been particularly challenging for you to adjust to? There are things that to me are not so natural. And there are things that I am a little bit lazy. Mm. So <laughs> the digital world, it, it requires self, um, you know, learning. It requires experimentation. And sometimes you do that by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I am sometimes lazy. I say, oh, my gosh, I know I can pull this report by myself. But, uh, oh, I know that this XY person does so much faster and better than me. Let me knock their door and see <laughs> if they could. So I am holding myself accountable now. Actually, I have uh, done some reverse mentoring and uh, there is uh, someone in our organization who is a millennial and he is my mentor for HR digital tools. So he kind of guides me through the things <laughs> I should be doing and I ask him my questions. And so it's been a great, uh, a great way also to keep myself updated when I feel a little bit lazy. I cannot because I have my schedule time with uh, Shintako. His name is, Adria- His name is Adriano Shintako. Uh-huh. And he keeps me honest on, you know, evolving on my digital capability. That's really great. I think uh, you're the first that I've heard, not that there aren't others, but you're the first one who's kind of sharing that experience in terms of having uh, that reverse mentor type of relationship. So um, I know that's really important. Folks talk a lot about uh, the value of having a a mentor. And I think it's important that we don't only think of that as somebody above us necessarily. Um Thinking of younger generations or people who are just starting their career and how they can maybe teach us something. So is, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll keep on that point. What has been maybe most surprising to you about what you've learned from, from your mentor? Uh, well, the, I would say that the most surprising is how different their world is from mine. So, uh, how, the key question I always ask, I ask that to my candidates, is how do you learn? How do you learn new things? How do you learn? I mean, your learning process, your personal learning process. Right. And when I see how Adriano learns and how I learn, I feel the generation gap, right? <laughs> and so that's what I needed to close because yeah. it's it's a mind-boggling how people learn to, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there... Did something surprise you in the opposite way? Was there something that you found you had more in common than maybe you would have expected? Uh, the, I think the the ways and the, this the ways you, as I mentioned, the way you learn and the tools you use, they are tools. They are paths to take you somewhere, mm-hmm. and this somewhere is the same. Whenever I mean, in this case, my my mentor is also from the HR function, so. 
at the end, our goal is the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about people. It's all about, uh, you know, making sure that we create the right environment within GE. So I think, uh, you know, this doesn't change. Right. The goal, the the values of the people, what keep people together and what make you come to work every day. But, um, you know, the, the tools you use in order to get there or the ways yeah. you choose are very different. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, that's really important to remember in terms of anytime you have differences, you know, all, we're all we're all working for the same company. We're all part of the same team. So we have to focus on our goals for sure. Um and so speaking of that, just what are some things that, you know, you've talked about a lot of change, you've talked about um, how we can work better together. What are some things about GE in general that you find are really great? So if we think about what we could give as advice to other organizations, what do you think is so great about what we do here at GE? Uh, I think uh, there are uh, many things in GE that are so unique. I think this is a company that takes a lot of pride for its history and is a company that is not afraid of changing and picking up the hard calls whenever it's needed. So uh, that's one thing that uh, when we are, again, in the middle of the transformation or the ever-changing moment, we feel like, oh, my gosh, I am overwhelmed. But at the end of the day, this is what makes GE so special. This is a company that is never afraid of, uh, you know, taking a good look in the mirror and say, this is pretty and this is not. <laughs> the part that is not, we will fix it. Yeah. So I think that's uh, one part. The other part is the caliber of people. We see people with integrity. We see people looking for the good of the company. And we see very smart people very smart, very interesting in such a global environment. So great people, tons of them, not one superstar here or there. This is a company of no superstars. This is a team of superstars mm. and it's very different. Global and global makes a tons of difference. I mean, I I heard a colleague to tell me here this week in Crotonville, he said, well, Crotonville is the place where GE is small. So true. Yeah. You see all nationalities. You saw, I mean, I've heard so many languages being spoken. I saw people coming from so many different backgrounds, you know, legacy uh, acquisitions, people who are now embarking in the new oil and gas adventure, mm -hmm. uh, digital who just came in, uh, several who have 30 plus years in the company and have the most beautiful stories to share. So all together. And this is this is so powerful. This makes us so special. And uh, I think uh, this is what G offers that no other company can offer. I fully agree. Yeah, it's uh, that is definitely undeniable. And one of the things that um, that I value, too. So I want to shift a little bit more to the personal side of things um, as hey. we start to maybe wrap this up. Um, I see that you have a four generation owned uh, dairy Ranch. Yes, it's in Sao Paulo State. The name of the town is Guaratinguetá. Yeah. <laughs> Bear with me. Okay. And um, that's true. Actually, I, I have a video that I shared uh, with the Global GGO team when we were talking about what, uh, why do you love GE? Uh -huh. And I recorded this video in the farm. Oh, really? So it's actually, it's not a secret, but it's actually something that I do uh, my, you know, 
personal time and yeah. it's my second job. I run the farm. So that's, awesome. that's why sometimes, you know, when people say, Anna, why don't you leave Brazil? I say, <laughs> you know, relocation for me includes my pets. Uh-huh. 350 uh-huh. cows. Uh-huh. Is this allowed by <laughs> policy or not? <laughs> That's cool. So I would love to see that video. I don't know if it's somewhere where you could send me a link or you could upload it, but that would be great. Yes, I will. I'll share. I'll share with you. <laughs> I'll share with you. But it's, um, you know, it's the kind of um, totally different moment in my week mm-hmm. because there is no cell phone. The yeah. only way to get connection is through a landline that only works when it doesn't ring. Oh, wow. And, um, And I mean, the issues there are the quality of the milk are, you know, are we, they having babies that are healthy, Mm -hmm. um, any, you know, veterinarian, you know, recommendations in terms of their, their food. And in terms of also, of course, the different seasons of the year bring you very different challenges. Mm -hmm. And usually we don't appreciate that that much in our jobs because it's not part of it. But now. Every time I look, uh, you know, through the window and I see it's raining, it comes to my mind. Mm. Raining is good because then they will have grass and that's actually very good because when it's too dry, mm. I have to buy supplements and stuff. Right. So you just get into a total new uh, uh, world that connects you to, you know, to a different uh, environment. Things yeah. are very different in the farm. I need to I need to tell you that <laughs> the language is another one. <laughs> uh, so do you, so you're there every week, every weekend? Is that what you is that when you spend yeah. the time? That's that's really yes, great. Most of my weekends, most of my weekends, I I am there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's very good. Um, I don't have any other questions, but is there anything else that you want to to add to the conversation? Uh, I. I have one thing that I would like to leave uh, for the audience, for those who will listen to this podcast. And uh, don't forget how great this company is. And also remember that your voice counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in a big, big company. And you may feel like you are a number. You may feel like you are another, just another person coming to work. But actually... What makes G so special is that we have the ability to be big and to be small. Mm. And um, remember that only you can influence your team. Only you can matter to those who are around you. And apply these skills. Use it. Be generous with your colleagues. And use your voice uh, to let the organization know what's going on and what is needed. I think we are under a fantastic cultural transformation. It's all about development. It's all about helping each other. So don't miss the opportunity to make your voice heard. That would be my message. Yeah, no, I love that. And and I will say um, one thing that, again, going back to your diaries that you've, you've started to submit to us is um, you don't worry about how formal the writing is or whether or not you've even been able to totally complete your thoughts. You just kind of put it down there, you start the thought, and you share it that way. And I think that that, to your point of connecting and and making sure we're all doing this together, I think that's really important that people don't get too caught up in um, my looking like I, am I, am I, am I communicating in exactly this polished way that maybe I think I need to be? You don't always have to do that. 
Yeah, this was exactly why I do the way I do. And that's mm-hmm. maybe why I don't blog. Because I feel like if I blog, <laughs> I will need to be formal. I will need to look into the grammar and making sure that everything is yeah. in perfect English. And uh, to me, when I share my thoughts, I am sharing a piece of me the way I am. Yeah. Really the way I am. The way I'm seeing things, my reflections. It's not right or wrong. It's just sharing a process that is going through my mind. It's not giving advice to anyone. It's not to tell people, hey, follow me or Mm -hmm. like me or something (laughs) like that. So so that's why I I try to actually not reveal when I write. Yeah, no, I I, think... Of course, I take a look, but I I try not to reveal so much because I don't want this to look like edited. I want this to look like me. Yeah, and it does. It definitely does. So... Um, I don't, do you post on LinkedIn at all? I know you mentioned you don't blog, but do you, have you ever tried posting on LinkedIn? Oh, I, well, LinkedIn is another story because in Latin America, people love so much uh, LinkedIn that, uh, you know, I end up getting more requests (laughs) than I can ever read or, uh, you know, answer to. So I feel bad. Then what I do in LinkedIn is mostly um, some of the company uh, representation kind Mm -hmm. of uh, statements uh, whenever we have a digital week or we have a forum in GE, then I post or I tweet, but usually I don't put so much of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It, it sounds like you need to do that for your sanity. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anna. It has really been great to work with you throughout this week and in, in making sure that you are having a great experience and to hear from you uh, and to get your learnings. So thank you for spending the time with us. Thank you so much, Chantel. It was really appreciated. And uh, thank you for all the support and help. My pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, and of course, like, comment, rate, and share. Thanks for listening.